We're learning the second Sicha of Parshas Tetzave in Chelik Chofalef on page 181. The shir today is being learned with the Nishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Kolpman. The Parshen on the Sedre Funasia Sulevisha's Big De Kohona. The section in this week's Torah portion that speaks about the making and the wearing of the garments that for the Kayanim. Tarendiktzich Mitten Onzo concludes with the following command. And they should be on Aaron or on his children when they enter into the El Ma'id. Or when they come to the Mizbeach to serve in holiness. And they will not have a sin and die. Rashi brings from the Pasuk the word Vameisu in his Mefarish and explains. From here we learn. That one, a kayin that serves, missing one of the clothing, so he's punishable by death. So the commentaries ask on this Rashi. According to Rashi, we already learned this out from our earlier Pasik, where it says, that he should wear the garment when he serves. And the sound of it will be heard when he walks into the Kaidesh. This is referring to the Me'il, which had the bells at the bottom of it. When he comes in front of Hashem, when he leaves, and he will not die. So there Rashi says, what does mean? From this that it says, what will not happen, we understand what will happen if he's not wearing the garments. If he's wearing the garments, he's not liable for death. However, if he enters and he's missing one of these garments, he's punishable by death from heaven. So this is a Rashi that seems to be saying that we learned it from that Pasik and regarding all the garments, that he's Chayiv Misa. So why are we learning here from this Pasik? The exact same din, and Ashi says, we're learning from here that if he's missing the garments, then there's a chiv misa. If not for what Ashi says here, by the second time the Torah repeats this, then we would say, as the Pasik has it, the Torah is repeating this again, it's coming to add and say it a second time so you should understand how severe of a matter this is. Similar to what we find in many places, as the Torah repeats the same Isra, the same warning a few times, and sometimes the reason is because here there are two Lavin that you're over on just one thing because of its severity. So I could say here the same thing that the Torah is repeating the same thing because it's two Lavin if a Kayan does the Veda without the big day Kohana. Rashi However, Rashi clearly says, It's now here that we learn Davke from the Tzveten Pasik Lerpen Din. It's here in the second Pasik that we learn this Din that he must be wearing all the garments. Isn't it move on? If so, that's not understood. Rashi Rashi himself already said earlier, as up from the Friedrichin Pasik, that we learn this from a earlier Pasik. This is the question that all of the Mufarshi Rashi here discuss. And the Rabbi here is going to bring a few of the answers that they suggest for this. Nera'om is Mazber. Nera'om explains this as follows. As from Friedigim Pasik, Lert Menor, Benegea, the Shisha, Begodim, 
in the first time it says that he should be wearing all the garments when he comes and serves in the Beis Hamikdash. It's referring to six of the eight garments that a Kohen Gadol wears that are already mentioned by name in the beginning when the Torah starts speaking about the mitzvah of making these garments. It mentions six of the garments there in the beginning, which are the Choshen, Eifoid, Me'il, Ksoines, Mitznefes, Ve'avnet. There are still two of the garments, the tzitz and the mechnesayim, that are not mentioned there in the beginning. So therefore, the first time it says it is only referring to six of the garments. And now this halacha, to say that this applies to the tzitz as well, that if you're not wearing it, the chiv misa applies. Let it be up from the tzvet and pasik v'la yisavim v'meisu. We learn it from the second time the Torah says this that you should not have a sin and die. V'lachesteit nachin sivui oiftin tzitz u'michnasayim, which is written here in the Torah after the Torah commands to make the tzitz and the michnasayim as well. So therefore, it's referring to two different sets of the garments here. Therefore, it's not a repetition at all. It would seem that if you look at the precise wording of Rashi, we can see that this explanation fits into his words. In Friedrich and Pasuk, Zakt Rashi, Ha im yikonis mechuser echad min begadim halalu. That if one enters and he's missing one of these clothing, so Rashi emphasizes the word halalu. Mashenken and then Pasuk over here, though, in the second time, in this Pasuk that we're discussing here, is Dr. Rashi, Mechusa Begadim Stam, if you're missing the clothing. And he doesn't specify these. In the earlier Pasuk, we only know about those that were already mentioned there. But then when it comes to the second Pasuk, is Rashi Saisim. Here, Rashi just simply says, Mishamish, Mechusa, Begadim, that if you serve and you're missing one of the clothing, If you're missing any of the eight garments, then Yechayev Misa. So we can see here in this difference in one word in Rashi that seemingly points to the distinction that the Ra'am makes between the earlier and the Pasuk that we're discussing now. Alpizeh, however, if we are to accept this pshat, is of an itvashtandik lidagisa. We could ask in this, on the other hand, we bald, a state in Pasik, that Einish, nachdem wie die Teire rechentais, alles meine begotten. Since the Teire tells us about this, that he must be wearing all the eight garments and the punishment for not wearing all eight garments, to live was, darf stein, frier, abazunda as hore, benigay, de begotten halolu, die shisha begotten anal. So why is there a separate mitzvah and a separate warning about one that's not wearing one of the six garments, which are already included in what the Torah says later on when it repeats it regarding all eight garments. So the first time when it says in the Torah is still extra. Anderim Mepharshim learning an alternative shot here. There's other commentaries that explain as follows. As the Beide Psukim rednit wegen Stam wegen alle big kohona. Both of these psukim here are not speaking about just plainly all of the garments that the Kayan wears. The command in the first pasuk is specifically talking about the fact that he must be wearing the me'il, which has the bells on it when he comes in and out. That's what that pasuk is speaking about in the prior psukim as well. Similar, the second Hazara is also not speaking about all of the begotten, where it says, 
is not been negated the Mechnesayim. It's speaking specifically about the Mechnesayim, Vengvalach Hasretzach, and Friedigen Pasik, of which it speaks of in the very Pasik before this. And that's what Rashi Zaktam Loshen, and the fact that Rashi uses in his language the expression, Hamishamish Mechusa Begadim Stam, the one that serves and he's, not miss- and he's missing, he's not wearing any of these garments. And as Ayach Friyer, the first time by the Me'il, when Rashi says, If he's not wearing one of these garments and doesn't specify that it's referring to the Me'il or to the Mechnesayim, is Nitka Venosai? Rashi's intention here is not, as does Vert Opgelernt von die zwei Psukim. That the fact that a Kayim must be wearing all of the eight garments when he serves in the Beis Mikdash is learned from one of these two Psukim. And here the Rebbe brings that Mepharshim say that that's learned actually from a third Pasuk, from a later Pasuk. The Etzam Yalfusa is from Avaitin Digim Pasuk in the Parsha. This idea that he has to be wearing all eight garments is learned from a later Pasuk in the next Parsha, where it says, This will be to them as priesthood forever. As Dafke, Durach Dibigodim, and from there we learn out that it's through these garments, that's how the Kayanim become transformed to be Kohona, to have that level of a Kayan. On with the Gemara land up from the Pasik, as the Gemara explains that we learn from that Pasik, as Bismansha Bigdeim Aleim, Kohonasam Aleim. When they're wearing their garments, their priesthood is upon them. If, they don't, if they're not wearing their garments, then they don't have the kohuna upon them. And just, they're just like any other plain Jew. And therefore, if they serve without the garments, they're chayiv misa, not specifically because they're lacking one of the garments, but because then the priesthood is not upon them, and then they have the halacha like a zar, like any other plain yid that, do, that does the avayd in the base of Mikdash, which is chayiv misa. That's the source for the fact that the Kayan has to be wearing all eight garments. Now, so why does Rashi then, in one of these two psukim here, mention regarding all the garments that you have to be wearing all of them, even though the first Pasuk speaks just of the Miel and the second Pasuk only of the uh, Mechnesayim. Now, Ribal says, Kushta de Milsa, since this is the fact and this is the truth, that if you're missing any of these garments, that the punishment is death, is Rashi Mefarish Lafia Emes. So Rashi puts it in his language this way because this is the truth. But in fact, according to Rashi, there's no repetition here. The first Pasuk speaks just of the Mi'il, and the second Pasuk just of the Michnasayim. However, if we are to accept this Pshat of the Mefarshim, is a Bengansenet Vashtandik Pirish Rashi in the Psukim Velachis Pshutish Mikra. So then it's completely not understood what Rashi here says in his explanation of the Psukim, where Rashi is explaining the simple understanding of the Pasuk. Noisaf, Oklala Yidua, in addition to the well known rule, as Rashi falosichnit, Evdem Vasashtait, and Avait Digim Pasuk, that Rashi, when he says something, does not rely on something that the learner does not see yet here in the Psukim and will only find out later. So the fact that Rashi uses language here in his Piddish, based on what it says later in the Torah, is not acceptable. But besides that, let's see what Rashi actually says on that later Pasik, where the Mepharshim here say, is really the source for the fact that the Kayan has to be wearing all the Begadim all the time. So Aleph, so the first point here is, When you look there in the Pasik where it talks about the fact that the Kayan has to have the priesthood upon him all the time. 
Werten Rashi in ganzen Nittemann Drosches Chazal Hanal Bismanshek Deim Alem Knossam Alem Cholo. Rashi does not quote what the Gemara says, that it's only if the Kayin wears his garments, then he has the status of a Kayin, he has his priesthood upon him. Rashi Taich Dort Nor, all Rashi says there is, but that Vahoy Salehem, this will be for them, their Kohone, what does this mean? Milu Yodayim Zet, the fact that they have been tasked with this job, their hands are filled with this job to serve as Kayinim, Lukohona Asylum, this is priesthood forever. That's all Rashi says. Undas is Bachlal an Inyim, Velachis Fabundim, Mitishivisimayim Aluim. This is related to what the Psukim speak there about the seven days where the Kayinim were preparing and training for serving in the base of Mikdash. But this is not about the status of kohone that a kohen gains by wearing the garments, as the Gemara explains it. If so, kemedach nitzognen, it's impossible to say, as Rashi, of the inviting the Gimposik, the Rashi here when he mentions that if you're missing any of the garments, then the kohen is chayiv misses because he's relying on what you learn from a later pasik, b'shas as dart, is a mefarish paifanacher. While there, in this pasik, Rashi has a different interpretation of what that means, not like what it says in the Gemara. Beis, another point over here is, in the Mashtun Pirish Rashi Anal, when we look at the first Rashi, where Rashi discusses this, that a Kayin should be wearing the garments all the time when he serves, and Rashi says, if he enters missing one of the garments, you could learn, even though this is a big squeeze here in the words of Rashi, as Rashi Zaktes Lefia Emes, even though he's speaking about all garments, but he's not really saying that this is the explanation of the Pasik here. This Pasik only speaks of the Me'il. Even though we're not learning this from here. That's in the first Rashi. However, when it comes to what Rashi says on the second Pasik that we're discussing here, here Rashi clearly says that you learn right here from this Pasuk. This is learned from this Pasuk here that if you're missing any of the garments that Yechayv Misa. So how could we say that it's learned from a later Pasuk if Rashi clearly says that we learn from the Pasuk here. So here the Rabbi yet offers a third suggestion to resolve the redundancy of these two Rashis. Based on what it says in other Mepharshan. Seemingly, we could answer this in a different way. By focusing on another change in the words that, that, that there is between the first and second Rashi that discussed this. In Friedig and Pasik Zakt Rashi, in the previous, in the earlier Pasik Rashi says, If the Kayan enters with lacking or missing one of these garments, if the Kayin serves missing one of these garments. So what's the difference between these two expressions? So the commentary says as follows. In the first Pasuk where it speaks of the Me'il, that the sound of the bells of the Me'il are heard when he enters into the Kaidish. We learn over here about the fact that it's forbidden and the punishment that there is for entering, missing one of the clothing, just by entering. Even if when he enters, there's no Avedid on there. On the Pasik, in the second Pasik where it says that you shouldn't have a sin and die, 
by missing one of the garments, and the Pasuk right before that says that he may come to the Mizbech to serve, is Balalamed. Here it comes to teach that one that serves missing one of these garments is punishable by death. This haste, here we learn a new thing about serving missing one of the garments. So it's two different things that are learned out from two different Sukkim. There's no redundancy here. Now, now for P, you may ask on this. As not the vimevation as a mechusah begodim is chayiv misa, I feel I've knisable vad. Once we know that if a coin is just missing one of the garments, even when he just enters, so he's already liable for death. Daf meshenet came bazunde limod oif hamishamish mechusah begodim. So why do you need a separate source to teach that if he serves with lack of missing one of the clothing? The chiyiv misa is as soon as he enters, missing one of the clothing. Why add the second idea about him serving without, a, without a, one of the garments? That's irrelevant at this point. So the commentaries explain this in a few different ways. Aleph, one possible explanation is, as the chiyiv misa of the knisa, for namachusa begadim is not bavaya la kaidish, the chiyav of Misa regarding entry with missing one of these garments is only when you come into the Kaidish, into the Heichel, into the Oil Mayid, not serving outside there. The Gishtam al serving, doing the Aveda at the Mizbeach. And this is what the second Pasik comes in as. When they come to the Mizbeach and serve on the Mizbeach, there's no entry into the Oil Mayid, but it's at the Mizbeach. As Darton is a nit mechoyev of the knisa vegisha, so here there's no chiyav and there's no einish for entering, nor dafke lusharis. Here the chiyav misa is because he's serving hamishamish mechusa begadim b'misa, serving missing one of these garments. That's the difference. So it's, it's two two different dinim that apply to two different circumstances. There is another possible explanation for the repetition of the psukim, even though once you know that he enters. He's chayiv misa. It's it's you don't have to make the point that then if he goes and serves, he's chayiv misa. He's already chayiv from before. Dost was meken let Rashi upline and them einish. Fact that you can learn according to Rashi this punishment here. Heim by yikonis on heim by meshamish for both if he enters or if he serves. Virashi learned as we see here in the difference in the language of Rashi is vile says and dot psukim. That's only because of the redundancy because there's two psukim here. Is ain pasik the eshte balalamid? So therefore, we have to say that one. If it would only be the first pasik, so then that teaches im yikanis mechusachulu. So the first pasik we say refers to entering. On the tzayte hamishamish mechusavigadim, and the second refers to one that serves. Aber venas volkistan and nor ain pasik. If there would only be one pasik about this, as the chiv is nor by hamishamish mechusavigadim. So then we would say that. The chi of Misa would be only for one that serves missing one of the garments, which is something more severe, not just simply entering, but even serving missing one of the garments. But now that it says Tupsukim, so the second Pasik reveals the Pshat on the first Pasik that it's even including one that just enters without all the garments. So this is another suggestion of the Mufarshim, which fits very well into the difference in the language of Rashi. Once Rashi says Yukonis, and the second time Rashi says Mishamish. Two different points regarding entering or regarding serving, missing one of the garments.
Aber says the Rebbe, Aich der Pirish Kemenet Annemelay Derech Abshat. However, this explanation as well is not acceptable in the simple understanding of the Psukim. While in Zweiten Postik Steyen, Beide Sachen. Because in the second Postik, it actually mentions both details. It says in the Postik, Bevoya, Meloyal Mayed. When you enter into the Oil Mayed, Oy Begishtam Allah Mizbech, Lashadis Gaimer, or when you come to the Mizbech, the Servo Lo Yisoam Vimesu. You should not be missing one of the garments, and then we'll have a sin and die. So clearly from the language of the Pasuk just here, and the second time the Torah says you could learn both. Both regarding the entry into the Elmoyed, missing one of the garments, and also missing one of the garments when you come to serve. So how can we make this distinction that we need both Psukim to teach me two different dinim that would not be known and understood from the second Pasuk here? A nice of Lazer, an additional point about this. It's, it was once explained at length, and this is here later in the Sikha and Parshish Kisiso. According to the Pshat of the Psukim, even if Al it's not necessarily so, there was no entry into the El Mayid permissibly if it wasn't for the purpose to do an Aveda there. If the Pasuk says that you must wear all the garments when you enter into the Kaidish, so then what the intention of the Torah is, is to say that he should be wearing the garments when he serves. Because if you're entering, you're entering to serve. There is no other purpose of entering. So this brings us back to the original question. Why do we need the two sources here to teach us that the Kayin should be wearing all of his garments whenever he comes in to serve in the Beis HaMikdash? And the Gam, additionally, the, the Diok, the precise wording of Rashi that was point, pointed out before here by the Mepharshim is also very re- relevant to address. What is the reason for the change in language between the two times Rashi explains this? First time Rashi says, So Rashi uses the expression of entering. And Rashi specifically says, entering with one of, missing one of these garments. So there's two points here. Rashi stresses entering and these. Which are, these are the Yukim that the Rebbe pointed out before. One in the Riyom's Pshat and one in the other Pshat of the, of the Mepharshim and Sivdalit. And in the next Rashi, Rashi says, one that serves and is missing one of these garments, and Rashi does not specify which garments, it refers to all garments, and he says one that serves. So these diukim are still something that has to be addressed. And as we'll see here, the Rebbe will take the premise that it says here in Mepharshim that there are two different aspects, the entry and the serving, as a basis to explain what the difference between these two Rashis is, but the Rebbe will come to it from a completely different angle, a new original approach, what these two Rashis are saying here. So we'll understand this by first seeing a more general difference in the, the, the two explanations of Rashi here on these two psukim. The, the language Rashi uses in the second time he explains this in Pasik Mem Gimel is an imsigna for Nadin. Rashi is saying it as a halacha. You learn from here that one that serves missing one of the garments is punishable by death. 
And when Rashi explains this on the earlier Pasik and Pasik Lamede, is besignal shal sipur. Here Rashi says it as a matter of fact, as a story. When one enters, missing one of these clothing, and so on. What is the difference between the style of the way Rashi says this? With this, we can see what's really the difference here between the two explanations of Rashi. In Pasik Mem Gimel, here in this Pasik, the title specifies that the garment should be upon Aaron and his children, so he shouldn't have a sin and die. And then the Pasik goes on to say, This is the Allah for him and all of his descendants for the future. So what do we see here in the language of this Pasik? This is the general din regarding wearing the garments that applies to all Kayinim equally. Kayin Gadol, the Kayin Hadyet, Ubechol Whatever Kayin it is, whether the Kayin Gadol or a plain Kayin, and in all generations, the general din that a Kayin must be wearing his garments. That's in the first Pasik. That's why Rashi says it as a din which applies equally to everybody in all times. In the, in the first Pasik, in Pasik Lamed Hei, there the Pasik says, That the garments should always be upon Aaron when he serves. Here the title is speaking specifically about Aaron and Kain. And therefore, if it says here that Aaron should be wearing these garments that are unique and specific for him, we wouldn't know that this halacha applies to all the garments that all Kainim wear that it speaks about later. There were unique garments that only the Kain God wore, four of them, and the other Kainim did not wear. So therefore, the, the previous Pasik is discussing something unique and different which relates only to certain garments that only the Kain God wears. Now, so you could ask him this though, this, this is not at all a complete answer because as the Mechusa Begadim from Pasuk Mem Gimel meant Nit Nar Dem Chesarim von Einem von the Dalad Begadim and Velcha Koen Gadol and Koen Hedyitz and Englaich. This does not mean to say that in Pasuk Mem Gimel the Pasuk is only referring to those four garments that both the Koen Gadol and the Koen Hedyitz equally wear. And it's not including the other garments that only the Koen Gadol wears. That's not the case. Or rather, as Rashi clearly says in the beginning of that Pasuk, when it says that these garments should be upon Aaron, that's that refers to all the garments that are fit, fitting for Aaron as a Kohen Gadol. And then when the Pasuk says, it means it refers to the other four garments that the Kohen Hedyit wears. So if so, the point here is not to say that in the earlier Pasuk, it's only discussing the big day Kohen Gadol, and in the later Pasuk, it's discussing the Big Day Kayin Hedyit. Now, that's not the case. In the later Pasuk, Mem Gimel, it's discussing all the begotten of all the Kayinim, Kayin Gadol and Kayin Hedyit. So if so, what are we answering here? So in the later Pasuk, we already know this halacha of wearing all the garments, including the, the all eight garments which the Kayin Gadol wears. So what's, what's the point of the answer here? Why do we need this unique Pasik earlier that talks just about certain garments that Aaron Kohen Gadol wears? 
is das kein kashine, but this is not a question. But from Friedrich and Pasik, let me up a limud within miyuchod. Because when the Pasik speaks about those garments that are unique to the Kayan Gadol, there is a new and special din that's learned that specifically regarding those garments. And here we come back to the precise wording of Rashi. If the Kayan Gadol enters with one of these garments, so there's a unique halacha that applies here that's different than the general halacha that applies, that's learned that by the later Pasik where it talks about all the, all the begadim generally that applies to all of the kainim equally. Kedlakaman, as will be explained right over here, what exactly are these two dinim? There's a din klali. The point here that the Rebbe is saying is there's a din klali that applies to all the begadim, and that's in Pasik Mem Gimel. And then there's a din miyuchad, a new unique din that applies to certain one of the garments that are mentioned in Pasik Lamed Hay. And that's by the, kain, in re, the certain begotten that only the Kayan Gadol wears, as we'll see. Now, in the simple understanding of the language of Rashi, when Rashi uses this expression of begotten halalu, that in Pasik Lamed Hay we're addressing only these garments. The, the expression of these garments does not refer to all six garments, which were mentioned earlier in the beginning. It's mentioned once in Pasik Dalet all the way in the beginning of the Parsha. This is the way that Ra'am learns. But simply when Rashi says begadim halalu, nablais the gimel begadim. Rashi is referring to three of these garments, which are eifayt, chayshen, and meil. Vasef prati asiyasam is meishet donet stavigavadim. And over here you see the pasuk elaborates upon them exactly how they should be fashioned and so on, all the details about them. And it's the begadim that's the begadim halalu that Rashi is pointing out. That there's a unique din regarding them, in addition to the general din that applies to all eight begadim. Now, what's unique about these three begadim, which is different from all of the other of the big dekohona? By Specifically regarding these three garments, we find something unique in the pasik. When the Torah finishes the command about how to fashion these garments, is the pasik meisiv dem teichin from zayir inyan onayftu. The pasik concludes with explaining what's their symbolism. And what do they accomplish? The Siyamat Sivya of Maisa Eifod, by the conclusion of uh, the Torah saying how to make the Eifod, it says, You take now the two precious gems and they're placed on the shoulders of this Eifod, the shoulder straps. And and these are precious gems that have the names of the Shvatim inscribed in them to bring the memory of the Eden. Aaron carries those gems with the names inscribed upon them in front of Hashem. That's the accomplishment of the Eifod. I'm seeing from Sivya Al-Khayshan, similar by the conclusion of the details of how to fashion the Khayshan, it says in the Pasik, the Nasa Aran Shmaispinaisra It's so similar also to carry the Khayshan, which is on the breast of the Kayan, which has the names of the twelve tribes inscribed on the stones of the Khayshan. Another detail, that the Chayshin is called Chayshin Mishpat, connected to the union of Mishpat, justice, various different explanations of what that means, but another detail with the Torah tells you what the accomplishment of the Chayshin is. Similar when the Torah concludes speaking about the Me'il, it also says what, it, what the point of this is. 
And it has the bells, and therefore you hear the sound of Aaron coming in and out when he serves in the Kaidish. So what do we see here? This is something unique that we don't find by the other big day kahuna. The point and the purpose of specifically these three garments is It's accomplished by the very fact that the Kain enters wearing these garments. By the very fact, even before he does any service wearing these garments, but just by entering, wearing these garments, having the names of the Yidden inscribed or make the sound of his coming in and out, that already accomplishes something great. Reminding the names of Yidden through the Eifod and Chayshen that is. Their mishpat bnei Yisrael alibay alidei achayshin, and also the mishpat of Yidden, which is there on his heart. Virashi teitch dem toichen b'mekaymis anal. As Rashi explains more in detail the content of what this represents. On v'nishma kailai b'vayel lakaydish by mail, and the sound that's heard from the kain entering and leaving. So this is specifically these three garments that are unique. That the point of wearing them is the the, the very wearing them entering with these garments is is what the accomplishment here is. When it comes, however, to the other of the eight garments, in the Torah, it does not specify at all what their symbolism is, what their point is. Nor, rather, all it says is, After the Torah, which speaks about all the garments, it says, That you shouldn't dress Aaron, your brother, with them, his children, with him. And you should anoint them. You fill their hands with the work. And sanctify them and they serve me. Which means, Wearing these garments is to fill their hands with the job they'll be doing here. The, the sanctify and the serving that the Kainim do here. It's in other words, these garments are not serving a purpose for what the garments themselves represent when they are in the presence of Hashem. As we see that each gar- one of these the other three garments have a special symbolism to them, to the garments themselves. Rather here, it's the fact that the Kayanim are wearing these garments and they become now fitted to be able to do their Aved in the Beis HaMikdosh. And then Fir Ta'istam Pasik, the Pasik then concludes on this and says, As It's only then when they wear these garments can they enter and do the service. This will be upon the Kainim when they enter and when they serve in holiness. Thus, hey, so what do you see here regarding five of the eight garments? As in Zay, Farzir is the In the actual garment itself, there is no unique symbolism. The point of these garments is that this is what brings the Kayan to the level of being the Kayan to be able to do the Aveda and the Beis HaMikdash. That's uh, the two different, so we have here two different categories of how we define what the garments that the Kayan wear in the Beis HaMikdash is. And this is actually the distinction here specifically regarding three of the eight garments that the Kayan God wears. Three of them, the point is in the actual garment itself and wearing it so its presence should be Lufnei Hashem. The other five, the point of here is the fact that the Kayan now is elevated to the status that he could serve in the Beis HaMikdosh. So this explains us now the difference between Pasuk Lamed Hay and what it says afterwards in Pasuk Mem Gimel, the, the two different dinim that stem from two different points. 
And therefore, we have the two sources of the two different sukkim for this, that he shouldn't be missing any of the garments. And therefore, we see the specific words in Rashi that are different in the explanation of these two sukkim. When it says it, the uh, second time around, when Rashi brings up this idea, Rashi saying that here we're talking about all the garments, and this is the general din regarding all garments, that if you serve missing one of these garments, then there's Misa. Because here we're speaking about the fact that what is the point of the garments? That the Kayin should be fit to serve. If he's not fit to serve, then he's Chayv Misa. That's the din kloli that applies to all garments equally. Then Rashi addresses in the earlier Pasik, in Pasik Lamed Hay, that there are specific three of the garments. Over here, the chi of misa that there is does not stem from the fact that they're serving and they're not, and not being fitted to serve because they're not wearing the garments. Here, the source of the problem is the fact the very entry into the Heichel not wearing these garments. When by the Knisa felt, when you're missing one of these three garments, when you enter, so here what you're lacking is the very garments themselves have to be worn and brought into the Kadesh for their symbolism, to be there, to bring the memory of the Yidin and so on. And that's the source in this case of the Chiv Misa. It's a completely different din. So these are two totally different dinim, the, the din Klali that applies to all eight of the garments of the Kayin Gadol, Kayin and the Kayin Gadol, or three of these garments, where by then there's a, an additional din, Miyucha, the special din, that comes from the fact that these garments have to be worn and brought in, Lefnei Hashem. Now here the Rebbe addresses that we're discussing the three of the garments that, ha- that have a unique symbolism to them that the Kayin Gadol wears, which is specified in the Pasik. There's a fourth garment, though, that was unique to the Kayin Gadol, and seemingly in the Pasik, it also has a unique content, a unique symbolism, and nevertheless, it's not included in this unique halacha that the, the very entry without them is a Chiv Misa. Why is that? And that's the Tzitz. So it ever clarifies this here. Even though by the tzitz as well, we find clearly in the Torah when it speaks about when it finishes speaking about the details of how you make the tzitz. The tzitz is worn on the forehead of Aaron. And this will forgive for different things that happen with Tumah regarding Kachim. And this brings the Hashem to forgive and the will of Hashem, the will of Hashem for the Yidin, to forgive them for the different things that happens in the Aveda. As the Gemara speaks about this. So the point there is, So it would seem that it sits as well should be included in the other three garments, in the category of the other three garments, where there is something unique about the very fact that you wear them. There's a symbolism in them coming, with Hashem. But nevertheless, is the Torah includes the Chiv Misa that it says, by one that's not wearing the Tzitz, not with the other three unique garments, the Eifel, Chesh, and Amiel. Rather, it includes it with the general din that applies to all eight big dekuhna. Why is that? So the explanation for this is very simple when you look into what Rashi himself says about the tzitz. 
As nyanish alatzitz is nit daimet to unyanam from the gimel begadim. The way that tzitz functions and what it accomplishes is not similar to the way it is with the other three garments mentioned. Virashi is masbed and pirish from vart tomid b'shteit by tzitz. As Rashi explains the word that it says tomid that this is a constant function that there is by the tzitz. What does this mean? Tomid laratza islehen. This will always forgive for Yidin. Even when it's not being worn on the forehead of the Kayin. Even if he's not doing the Aveda at that time. The Haina, what this means is, as the Pa'ola for Tzitz is not verbunden with the Knisse. The accomplishment or the effect of the Tzitz is not conditioned on the fact that the Kayin Godel wears it on his forehead and is entering. Even if he's not entering, it doesn't have to be on his forehead in order for it to have the power to bring the Leratzis. Now, this is a Pa'olitzmidis, but Tzitzchayif mitzad the Metzamatzitz. This is a constant function that the very existence of the Tzitz itself accomplishes. So therefore we understand that you can't say regarding the tzitz that the point of wearing the tzitz, entering with the tzitz, is that it has to be on his forehead to enter Lufnei Hashem, similar to the way it is with the other three garments. So therefore the tzitz goes into the category of the other garments, where if you're missing wearing the tzitz, the reason why there's a chiv misa is because the kain gadol or the kain is not fit to do his aveda, is being mishamish without the begadim. Those are the two different categories in what Ashi is saying in Pasuk Lamar Hey and in Pasuk Mem Gimel. And so this is based on the point that it said before in the Mepharshim, but as you see here, the Rebbe takes this with a totally different twist, that there are two different categories within the Big Day Kohona. All of them, there is one Din, a Din Klali, and some of them, three of them, you have this unique Din where the Isser and Chiv Misa stems from the very Knisa that it has to be there, Lufnei Hashem. According to this comes out a novel idea according to Rashi. That when it comes to the, the, the case of a person, a kind, not wearing any of the garments, there's a difference between the two categories of garments that we're discussing. If the kain Godl enters and he's missing one of the garments, and he didn't yet do any Aveda, is that a race from Hegel, and he immediately left to Hegel. Is an afkeminetzi as felt eine von die drei begodim, oder von die andere chomish begodim. So there's a difference if he, what he was missing was one of these three garments that we discussed that are unique, or any of the other five garments. Oyvayim felt eine von die andere chomish begodim. If he's only missing one of the other five garments, is not talking chiv misa. Just by entering and then immediately leaving, there is no chiv misa. Because he didn't serve missing one of the garments. If he's missing one of these garments, just by entering without one of them, there's a chiv misa. Even if he didn't serve. And this is the simple meaning of the words of Rashi. That if he's missing one of these garments, which are unique, and the point of these garments is not to make the koyin fit to serve, but rather it's the symbolism in the very garments themselves. If you're not wearing it when you enter, just entering into the Beis HaMikdash, Yechayev Misa. Those are the two dealing that we see here clearly specified in the precise wording of Rashi. Now we could say what we can take out from this Rashi, from the wine, from the deeper understanding of what Rashi is saying here. 
The two points explained there regarding the Aveda that the Kain Gadol does, that wears all eight garments, olives and Knisela Kaidish, the very entry into Kaidish, versus Fabundan Midrai Begadim, which is related to three of the garments, Choshen, Eifed, Umeil, Umbeiz, Zain Aveda Bekaidish, Metalash Meine Begadim, the service that he does with all eight garments, Zainan Behesim, Suditzvei, Yanim, Vazveran, Durch Dem, Oivgetom, Vayidim. It's it's corresponding to the two different things that are accomplished by the Kayin Gadol for or on behalf of the Yidin. The Reiftu from Avedis Kayin Gadol and Azay Ale Kayinim the Beis Hamikdash, the accomplishment of the Aveda of the Kayin Gadol and also by all the Kayinim, was hetut al shliach, other farshte, bakayach from Kal Yisrael, and the Aveda that the Kayin Gadol does is either as a shliach or even if you can't give him that definition as a shliach, but at least as a representative of all of Kal Yisrael, is to forbidden. It's to connect all Yidin through the Aveda of the Kayin or Kayin Gadol in front of Hashem to connect all Yidin to Hashem. And then Fabun fin Yidin mit Neibishin is a Tzvei Fanen. Now the connection of Yidin to Hashem, so there are two levels to this or two layers to this. Aleph, one is Vyidin Fabinden Zech mit Neibishin Durach Aveda Bepayel. It's when Yidin connect to Hashem through what they actually do, how they actually serve. They express their connection through something specific. By learning or doing mitzvahs. As Chazal tell us regarding Yidin, that I, a Jew, is created to serve his master. That's one point. Then there's the very existence of the Jew. Are the children or the servants of Hashem even before they do anything? Before they even fulfill their mission in this world. This was once explained at length in the Sikha and Parshish Kisava in Chaylik of Dalit. Their time, Favas Yidin Veren Sugiglich and Su, on Eitzer Chaviv, Rashi there says Yidin are compared to a beloved treasure. Kliyakar Vavanam Tevis Shamalachim Gainzim Maisam. Precious antique vessels or precious gems that kings hide and have for them privately. What is the meaning of this marshal? Just like these hidden treasures of the king, the point there and the purpose of these hidden treasures is not that they serve any specific purpose in any specific area of the kingdom. Rather, their very existence is tied very deeply to the king himself, they express who the king is and his pleasure that he has with them. Similar, that's what the Mashal is expressing regarding the existence of Yidin, as the etzem metzius von Yidin, the very existence of a Jew, hecher oich, von der tachlis, this is even greater and higher than the purpose of what a Yid fulfills in this world by creating a dwelling for Hashem here in the world below, by fulfilling Teira and mitzvahs in this world. Hashem takes pleasure, and His pleasure, His depth of who Hashem Himself is, is expressed in the very existence of a Yid. Those are the two levels of connection that there is in the existence of a Yid. In who they are and in what they do. So this is the two different points here, to do the two different levels in what the Kohen Gadol does in the service in the Beis Hamikdash. First, there's the very entry to come into the Kaidish. But this is Meramis of the Knisa 
Arankum von alle Jeden. This is the entry of all of Klal Yisrael. And when Shlichus Vachulo er geht, Arain, on whom's behalf the Kayan or Kayan Gadol is entering, Ella Kaidish, in a knife from the Zikaran of Nehashem, bringing the memory of all of Yid in the front of Hashem. That I've too is not verbunden with the Avoid of Kayan Gadol Bakaidish. The accomplishment here is not that he's entering as an introduction in order to serve. No, but it's the very entry itself. Nor the etzem knisa el akedish poyel tem zikaren von yidin. This is ene mitzad ze etzem mitzias banavad ravada von avaya. The very entry itself represents reminding and bringing the yidin into the base of mitzvah for who they are, children or servants of Hashem. Noch eid ze fear endurech ze eravade before they accomplish anything. On erish tenoch haypzachon the avaya from kain gadol. Then comes the second stage, which is expressing something different. The actual service of the Kayan Gadol, er is mishamish bekaidish, he serves. Was das is verbunden mit der Avede von Yidin, mishamish is kaini. This is how a Yid serves and expresses his connection to Hashem through something that he does, the mission that he accomplishes in this world, Taira and Mitzvahs. Those are the two levels of what the Kayan Gadol accomplishes in connecting Yidin to the Ebishter. Now coming back here though to the garments that the Kayan Gadol wears, so there are the three unique garments that stand out and are different from all the other from the, uh, from the eight garments. With this we can understand what's the unique connection to that first stage, the very entry of the essence of the existence of a Yid into the Kaidesh, with specifically these three garments of Chayshet, Eifed, and Me'il. While indeed the Godens and the Merum is the Yidin Lloyd Zer Fashidin Esugim Vedargis. Because over here, this encompasses all of Klal Yisrael that are divided in these three categories. Both on the Chayshin and Eifod you have engraved the names of all of Yidin through the Shvatim. This refers to Yidin that are on a higher level. You can see clearly who they are, what they represent. You look at this Yid, you see his Yiddishkeit in him, and it's engraved in him. That's what these names represent. There are two levels of these Yidin that are engraved in the names, the names of the Shvatim and the Chayshen, and then in the shoulder straps of the Eifoid. The Chayshen, which is placed on the heart of Arin. Referring to Yidin that are on the level where in their heart there is the right and left ventricles of the heart, which has the Yitzhatev and Yitzhahara, or Nefesh Lekis and Nefesh Bahamas, and he's completely and totally transform anything that's negative to be positive, to be good. And therefore, right there on the heart is engraved the names of these Yidin. That's one level of a Yid. On Eifoid, was the Shteavonim, and an Al-Kisvay Seifoid. Now, the Eifoid has the names engraved, and they are placed on the shoulder straps. And it's not placed right there in the front of him on the heart, rather on the straps, on the shoulders. These are Yidin that are serving the Eivishter, but are still struggling and are fighting and have to break the evil that is coming to attack them. And this is therefore engraved on the shoulder straps, which is still sort of at behind the Kayin Gadol. Those are the two levels of Yidin hinted in the Chayshan and the Eifoid. And the Me'il is verbunden with the Madreges at Tachtoynes for Yidin. The Me'il represents Yidin that are on the lowest level. These are people that Yidin that are not on a level where they have any feeling, any deeper Aveda on any level, but they're just there doing in their actual behavior in Maisa B'Poyal, doing what they should be. The Geret Amal Baruchah 
it was once explained where you see this hinted that these are the the Eden that are hinted in the uh, Me'il. And then Tam was Bishulei Amil is on a Why is it that at the bottom of the Me'il there were pomegranates? It refers, it's hinting to those Yidin that are on the level of pomegranates. As the Gemara Dashin's Kapela Charimin Rakosech, that we learn from this Pasek, even the Yidin amongst you, that seem to be just simple and empty people, however, they are filled with mitzvahs like the pomegranate is filled with the pomegranate seeds. So this refers to the simple Yidin that just do Maisa mitzvahs. When the Kayan Gadol enters and he brings the memory and he brings along with him all of Klal Yisrael that are included in all these three categories, that there's a Kadon Lefnei Hashem Kanach. This brings the memory, the memory of Klal Yisrael by the very entry, the very essence of who Yidin are. One of them, Zakmin, and it's regarding this that there's one halacha, unique halacha, that im yikonis mechusa echad min habagadim halalu chayiv misa. That if you enter, and you're missing one of these garments, then you chayv misa. Here the Rebbe points out another dig of the Rashi, Echad min abagodim, which does not say in the later Rashi. Kedei tzoyftan, dem zikaron lefnei Hashem from Bnei Yisrael, in order to accomplish, to bring the memory of Yidin in front of Hashem, muzmen haben ale sugen fin Yidin. Rashi emphasizes here that you have to have every single one of all of these categories of Yidin. When it's felt by the Knesset, ain't sug fin Yidin, if you're just missing even just one category, felt the pu'ule from the Knesset. So you don't have the accomplishment of the entry, or a little bit different, other in the pulif in the knisa. You are lacking in what you're trying to accomplish here with this entry. That's one point regarding the entry with all these uh, three garments that encompass all of Kali Yisrael. And that is, well, this according, because in order to bring the memory and the union, to, to unify all Yidin together. However, here, there are no levels, there are no divisions. Bringing, wearing all three garments which represent all different Yidin on, on every level that there can be, that unites all Yidin as one. On this level, the very essence of the Jew, not his function, not his job, not his mission in the world, but his very existence, over here, every single Jew is one and the same. And therefore, when you single out one Jew and you say he does not enter, so then you're missing the whole thing. You're not just missing 1% or one Jew. You're missing the entire thing is not there. Because all Yidin are here as one. In the Ha'ara, the Rebbe explains that if, if we're speaking about all Yidin that are on the level, that they're all one mamish, so why in these three garments are they divided into three different categories? There's significance to that as well, as explained in the Ha'ara here. Okay, from here, the Rebbe takes out a very important and powerful lesson when it comes to being Makarev and talking to another Jew to bring him to his back to his true Jewish identity and to Taira Mitzvah. This should be a lesson to every Rav, any person that has influence in guiding, for anybody, that can have any influence in his surroundings. When you encounter a Jew, in whatever situation he may be, the first thing that you have to touch him with is and trigger in him is the remembrance, to remember who he is. To just remind him of his true identity. Remind him about the soul that he has, which is a piece of Hashem, literally. And you have to also explain to him what that means. And that what that means is that his neshama comes from the depths 
of who Hashem is on the deepest level, meaning that every Jew is connected to the primius of the innermost essence of who Hashem is. That's the very existence of the Jew, and this is the first thing of what you have to reveal to a Jew that you meet that's not aware of this. And when that's accomplished, once that clicks in him, once you've brought that out from him, so now he feels like I'm on the inside. I'm not an outsider anymore. He's not looking from the outside in that these are people that maybe I do belong to them, no, I don't. He, re- he feel, feels and realizes this is me and I'm connected to the deepest place with all Yidin, with Hashem. That's the first step. And how is this accomplished? This is accomplished by the Kayin Gadol within every generation. By connecting this year that you encounter to Tzadikim and the Tamid Chachamim of the generation, through this, as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya Perik Beis, you connect them to Hashem, literally to the Shechina. By connecting them to the Tamid Chachamim, this connects various different levels of the neshama, of even the simplest Jew, and this connects and opens up the neshama of the simplest Jew to their very deep source, in the Chachma of Hashem. Which this is relevant, what the Alter Rebbe says here, speaking about every and any single, any, any Jew that there may be. That's the first step. In simple words, the first step when you connect the Yid to Yiddishkeit and reveal his soul is, connect him to the Rebbe that will open up his soul and realize who he is. Then later comes, Then you could start influencing him and teaching him and dealing with him on his individual level. Including also the atonement of certain things in his lifestyle that are not supposed to be in the life of a Yid. To remove unwanted things, external things that have stuck to him. This is, this is not his true identity at all which includes the Hiriz B'Sur Mirah, to be careful of things that you're supposed to stay away from, and a Safar B'Vasei type, and adding and increasing in mitzvahs and things in the positive. That's the approach of how you bring a Yid closer to Hashem. As it is with the Kayin Gadol entering into the Beis HaMikdash, first, the very entry of all of Klal Yisrael, and only afterwards, the service, the expression of what you do in the Beis HaMikdash. Through this spiritual Aveda that everybody and anybody can do in any time period of wearing the Big Dekain is Mezeichet to Malbisham Lasad Lave. We will be to the fulfillment of the Nevuah or the expression. The Gemara says that the Kain will wear these garments again in the future when Mashiach comes with Aaron, Obanov, Omeisha, Imam. And Aaron and, and, his, and his children and Moshe will be there with them in the base Hamikdash Shlishi, in the third base Hamikdash. <laughs>